the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus indeedy. Thank you not just for this glorious day that in which I get to, I'm alive, I'm walking around in this phenomenal San Diego weather, but the Supreme Court today decided to uphold the U.S. Constitution, y'all. They decided that uh, discrimination of any kind is discrimination of any kind, and that's not exactly constitutional. Did I narrow it down enough for y'all? We're going to get into some of the details of what happened today, and this should be a day in America that should make everyone proud. It should be a day in America, in my opinion, in which certainly Martin Luther King Jr. would be proud because today is the day in which the Supreme Court said uh, that up, up basically upheld his vision that he laid out in his speech. We will get into the details. In fact, we've got our favorite. I have to say it because, you know, Tom's going to come on. He might hear our favorite legal commentator and political pundit. Tom DeBacaro will be here at the after the first breaks. So you're going to definitely want to hear what Tom has to say about this from a legal perspective and a political perspective, because he is a, a historian as well. The bottom half of the hour, our friend Justin Hart is going to be here, and he always has an interesting perspective. I know you'll listen to his show here on the weekend. So stay tuned. He's actually sitting quietly, working like a good boy over in the corner uh, remembering who's the host of the show so <laughs> we'll get to him at the bottom half I want to hear from you guys tonight 888-344-1170 I want to hear your thoughts on this did you hear did you read any of the decision itself more importantly did you read any of the dissenters most importantly by the diversity hires themselves dh and aa katanji brown jackson and kagan we've got to read some excerpts from them and we will read an excerpt from the national treasure that is justice clarence thomas mm-mm-mm I want to hear from you guys tonight, though, 888-344-1170. Now, are you guys excited as I am, or are you also, at the same time, are you also aware that the left is not going to stop? What was the mantra back in the 60s, by any means necessary? Yeah. It's, they ha- In fact, Joe Biden made an announcement today, and so did Harvard. Harvard made an announcement in relation to, in response uh, to the Supreme Court ruling. We're going to get into all of that. Before I go any further, got to bring in my partner in crime every night of the week. It is DJ Potato Skins. Hey, be nice to Justin. He's got an amazing singing voice. I want to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is my show. Nobody sings on my show because I can't sing. 
And so because I can't carry it, I can confirm nobody's allowed to. Hey, every once in a while, people want to hear me singing a ditty. Okay, here's a little ditty for y'all. The Harvard's admission, there was there was two cases that came before SCOTUS, one involving Harvard and one involving uh, North Carolina. And we actually, Bob Walters and I on our Friday night education reports actually spoke, uh, had a segment years ago in which uh, the uh, Asian uh, students were complaining about the Harvard admissions and how discriminatory it was. There was a lawsuit filed. They Harvard lost, and it ended up making it all the way to the Supreme Court. So we've been watching this for a while. And so I've known for a while the absolutely blatant, despicable, discriminatory practices taking place at Harvard. But in case you didn't know the actual numbers, an African-American student who was placed within the 40th percentile of their academic index in high school is more likely to gain admission to Harvard than an Asian student who ranks in the topmost 100th percentile. Similarly, black students who fell within the 50th percentile have a greater chance of acceptance than white students who are at the pinnacle of their academic performance. How did this play out in the numbers? Harvard's admissions rate based on race, Asians 12.7%, whites 15.3%, Hispanics 31.3%, and blacks 56.1%. As many have pointed out today, this is actual systemic racism that had been labeled as affirmative action. I want to read just a little bit of excerpt from the court itself because this is some, and I love it when I can understand (laughs) a ruling from the court when it's such simple language. When it doesn't involve a lot of legalese and it's just, and it's something clear and concise that every American can understand and it was this. Opinion of the court. Eliminating racial discrimination means eliminating all of it. And the Equal Protection Clause we have accordingly held applies, quote, without regard to any differences of race, of color, or of nationality. It is universal in its application. For the guarantee of equal protection cannot mean one thing when applied to one individual and something else when applied to a person of another color. If both are not accorded the same protection, then it is not equal. Isn't that just the most basic understanding of what our country is supposed to be based on? The left has been saying for decades that we are not living up, that our, that our country was not living up to what was supposed to be all men created equally, right? Well, here it is. Finally, in the United States of America, let's, should, we, should we concede that? Should we stipulate that to the left? That we had not been living up to that statement of uh, that all men are created equal? And now they are. If you actually cared about that, if you were actually a part of the left who said, you know what, this country never lived up to that, all men created equal, well, now they are, at least when it comes to college admissions. A lot of spin happening today, including uh, from Joe Biden and many on the left, all on the left, and we'll get to that. But I want to mention a couple other things. I really encourage everybody to go and read the opinion for themselves. Don't just listen to me or other talkers. I think it's important that we understand for ourselves um, w- w- what these rulings mean, what they're based on. Don't let anybody tell you whether or not it's a good opinion or not. How about you go read it for yourself? I Even I can understand this when it goes on to say, any exception to the Constitution's demand for equal protection must survive a daunting two-step examination known in our cases as, quote, strict str- scrutiny. Under that standard, we ask first, and this isn't very long and it's easy to understand, and that under that standard, we ask first whether the racial classification is used to, quote, further compelling government interest, which clearly it's not, 
How does how how did this discrimination further government interest? It didn't. Second, if we so ask whether the government's use. Second, if so, we ask whether the government's use of race is narrowly, narrowly, narrowly tailored, meaning necessary to achieve that interest. I think as they as they go on um, in backing up and and the strict scrutiny here, it's easy to see that on its face that affirmative action was not in the government's interest, nor was it narrowly tailored. This was and and I want to play before we get into some more analysis. I want to play a clip of Joe Biden being asked after he gave his statement today, and we'll get into that a little bit. no, actually, we're going to go ahead and, and play Joe Biden's statement today. Skins, can you please play clip seven? Many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students, unqualified students to be admitted ahead of qualified students. This is not, this is not how college admissions work. Rather, colleges set out standards for admission. And every student, every student has to meet those standards. Then and only then. After first meeting the qualifications required by the school, do college look at other factors in addition to their grades, such as race? The way it works in practice is this. Colleges first establish a qualified pool of candidates based on meeting certain grade, test scores, and other criteria. Then and only then, then and only then, it is from this pool of applicants, all of whom have already met the school standards, that the class is chosen after weighing a wide range of factors among them being race. Flat out lie. You look at the details of this and you see that they actually had a numerical weighing. They, they actually weighed. They had, they had um, I think for, for, for Asian American students, they were marked down something like 150 points. While African American black students uh, were, were given a plus 300 points. They were, and they were not all starting from the same place. What did I just say? That that black, uh, that an African-American student placed within the 40th percentile of their academic index was more likely to gain admission than an Asian student who ranks in the topmost 100 percentile. They were not equally uh, academically meritorious. See how the spin and the lies coming out of this administration so effortless, effortlessly, effortlessly. To try to spin, to continue to try to gaslight Americans as though all these black students that got in were just as academically achieved as the high school Asian American students. And that's just a flat out lie. After the press conference, and we're going to get into some more of the spin taking place. We're going to take a break and talk to Tom DeBocaro in a moment. But after his press conference... As he was walking away, he was asked a question about whether or not this court had gone rogue and whether or not we should be having term limits on the Supreme Court. Here was his response, clip eight. The Congressional Black Caucus of the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. Should there be term limits for the justices, sir? It's, this is not a normal court, he said. Oh, not according to the left standards, because even even when Republicans who were president were able to nominate and put a justice on the court, we always ended up at least 50% of the time they were far lefties and, or, or equally lefty to anybody a Democrat would have put forward. 
Case in point, John Roberts. Right? So no, this is not a normal court for the left. They're not getting their way. They're not getting what they want. So we can look for them to, in the meantime, to not only uh, have institutions like Harvard, and we'll get to that in a moment in their statement today, continue to look for ways for end arounds to continue to discriminate on behalf of black students against Asian students and, and other people of color. But you can look for and get and count on the Democrats in the next year or so to be trying to see what they can do to try to pack the court. We're going to take a break. We come back. Tom DeBacaro will weigh in. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. What a sad day for Michelle and Barack Obama. What a sad day for the left today. They just cannot stand the idea, apparently, of the Supreme Court upholding equal protection, i.e. equal justice or anti-discrimination in the United States of America. Here to discuss is our favorite. Le- no, not yet. I can't restore him to favorite legal status since he bagged me two nights in a row to go to the Yankees game instead of coming on my show. It's Tom Del Bacaro. He's here to redeem himself. Hello, my dear. Oh, my goodness. I did see a uh, perfect game last night. So happy that I that I chose not to uh, bag on everybody. I'm doing great. And there is no understating the potential significance of today's ruling. Well, what significance that does it have uh, beyond the fact that colleges in, in, are no longer going to be able to use race as uh, as a determining factor? Do you see implications beyond college and, and universities' admissions? Yes, way beyond that. Keep in mind that the difference between tyranny and freedom is the uh, unequal application of the law. So, for instance, if you were in Florence in the 1400s and you were on one side of the rulers, you got taxed at a certain rate. But if you were against them, you might get taxed at a much higher rate. Quite unfair. What's happening in America today when it comes to the treatment of those on the right, Mm -hmm. specifically a, a recent president, and those on the left? So the 14th Amendment some 150 years old, of course, was put into place because the Southern Democrats were still refusing to give the freed slaves their true freedom. But what's important about the equal protection language is is it doesn't say equal protection with regard to. No, it's all laws. And over the years, it's been bounced around in the sense of some there was a time when they still didn't want to give it. Even the Supreme Court didn't give it its due. So what does today's ruling say? It says that you can't discriminate in order to fix discrimination. That's the practical effect. But the logic of it finally coming through is immeasurable because the entire social justice state of socialists is built on the notion that you have to use government to favor some over the other. Mm-hmm. So you have to give benefits. Remember, the Biden administration attempted to give benefits just to black farmers. Mm-hmm. They're in program after program, 
they seek to use and give greater access or benefits to one over another. I'm glad you brought this up. Let me let me interrupt you, because at the open of the show, I encouraged everybody to read the opinion themselves. It's a way for Americans to get educated. Uh, It's it's language. I was surprised at how easy it was for me to read. I didn't go to law school. And what I want people to also read is Justice Thomas, our national treasure, his concurring opinion, because and I'm only going to read a tiny excerpt because it mirrors exactly what you're saying. Uh, He says that it's it's uh, he's referencing that affirmative. Action. He says it's a call to empower privileged elites who will, quote, tell us what is required to level the playing field among caste and classifications that they alone can divine. Then after siloing us all into racial caste and pitting those castes against each other, the dissent somehow believes that we will be able at some undefined point to march forward together into some utopian vision. Social movements that invoke these sorts of rallying cries historically have ended disastrously. And... Um, and he said, unsurprisingly, this tried and failed system defies both law and reason. People really need to read uh, his um, his, his opinion. And what he point what he points out is that Harvard in the past used had a certain had a different view of what discrimination was, and in mm-hmm. fact, discriminated against Jews. That was what was okay at the time. Now they have. Ch- used to a different okay. And and in the quote that I put up on Facebook, which you might have seen, no, I didn't. University, university self-proclaimed righteousness does not afford them license to discriminate on the basis of race. What he's saying, I'll say it again, university self-proclaimed righteousness does mm. not afford them license to discriminate on the basis of race. Ouch. America, <laughs> America today has these in vogue rules. Joe Biden in the mid 2000s was against gay marriage. Now you're a horrible human being if you're for it in their eyes. These changing rules are can be cast aside under equal protection because the equal protection says just because you believe something today doesn't mean you can use the law to get what you want if you, you seek to put preference of one group over another. I want to read, excuse me for interrupting while I've got limited time with you. I want to read for you and for everybody, uh, diversity, higher affirmative action, Katanji Brown Jackson herself, her dissent today. And Babylon B had the perfect, you know, headline, uh, awkward affirmative, you know, affirmative action got shot down while affirmative action, uh, employee was sitting in the room. Here's what she said with let them eat cake obliviousness today. The majority pulls the ripcord it announces color blindness for all by legal fiat um it's called the constitution but deeming race irrelevant and yeah but deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life and having so detached itself from this country's actual past and present experiences the court has now been lured into interfering with the crucial work that unc and other institutions of higher learning are doing to solve america's real world problems no one benefits from ignorance said the ignorant woman who couldn't define a woman although formal race-linked legal barriers are gone race still matters to the lived experiences of all Americans in innumerable ways. And today's ruling makes things worse, not better. The best that can be said of the majority's perspective is that it proceeds ostrich-like from the hope that preventing consideration of race will end racism. And here's the, and so 
And that is what they believe. Their problem is that actual history lived does not support their notion. Yes, it was important to change the law with the 14th Amendment. Yes, it was important for courts early on to set the guardrails high enough so that they could so that the system couldn't be used. But socialism, which is what she believes in, does not create equality except in poverty. Mm-hmm. And a stagnant, dying economy hurts the lesser among us more than anything. So there is no evidence in history that socialism actually lifts up the downtrodden. And what does is a vibrant economy. In the 18, late 1800s, the United States amalgamated melting pot lifted up tens of millions of people with a vibrant economy. And that gave them progress. The, since, the, since the great society, progress has, got, has not occurred because without a vibrant economy, you can actually get this progress. You can't get it from government. And liberals like her will never accept that because they don't actually read history. They, what they want to do is create idealism in law like the state of California. Right. Well, I, you know what? I saw it firsthand because let me, and, and, and America kind of saw it a little bit, too. When you saw all those black people on the, uh, uh, sitting outside the Superdome after Katrina, all of them, that was a direct result of Democrat policies going back centuries. They were taken off the plantations and shoved into low cost housing projects dependent on the government who betrayed them and left them for dead in new orleans that is that is your real you want to talk about lived experiences there it is american it was a democrat mayor and a democrat governor telling them and by the way i could go on there's so much about there's so much analogous about what was going on outside in the in the suburbs of new orleans uh, that's related to this uh 30 seconds final thoughts tom debacaro on the ruling today and how this affects us going forward Republicans need to get aggressive with challenging the expansion of government, whether in California or in Washington, D.C., that doesn't use equal application of the law, because this Supreme Court will support these things. And this could be the much needed break on massive government increases and socialism. As well as the diversity, equity, inclusion crap that's happening across the country. Um, which yes, uh, it's yeah. okay to be fair to people, but you have to be fair to people all in the same way. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Tom DeBacaro, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Am I redeemed? Yes, you are. You're redeemed, not right. necessarily fully forgiven, but it, 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 it right. show up to my August right, 10th well, event and then you might be fully forgiven. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be on a movie set August 10th, I think. So. Uh, will you really? Oh, OK, then, Mr. Hollywood. OK, the next, the next movie is going to be filming. So we'll have to see. OK, well, that that is reasons to not be at my event. I appreciate you, man. Take it easy. All right. Bye, love. Take it easy. All right. Now, stay tuned because I got an in-studio friend of mine here. Another another guy friend because you know what? Uh, you know, what can I say? I like to surround myself with men. I'm all woman. All right. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Can you believe it's already almost July? It is July 4th coming next week. Hopefully you guys have some fun plans for that to celebrate our nation's independence. But do not forget 
that we have an even more, well, I don't want to say even more fun event than July 4th, but we have a super fun event planned on August 10th here in San Diego at the uh, Encore Event Center. It's going to be me, Mike Gallagher, Officer Tatum, the three of us together in one night, plus you. We've got a VIP meet and greet at 5 p.m. General admission is at 6.30 for the town hall. But let me tell you, it's priced so affordable so everybody can come. However, the tickets are limited because it's not a large venue and we are not going to be able to add seats. Please come. Have a great time. Enjoy being with Patriots. Enjoying having your voice heard and getting getting an opportunity to participate, right? Because you get a chance to be there with Salem Media with two national hosts, me, your San Diego host, and join the discussion and have a lot of laughs and hang out for an evening of fun with great Patriots. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Go today in San Diego. We tend to wait until the last minute and then and people, then there's no tickets left. Don't do that. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and get your tickets. All right. Having some fun with me tonight in studio is our good friend, Justin Hart. Hey, Justin. Oh, so good to be with you, Andrea. Thanks for having me in. Of course. Um, uh, okay, so affirmative action. Yes. It's the, you know, um, for left, uh, I'm not sure if you were paying attention, even though you were in the studio with me. I'm there. At the top of the hour, I was saying that you would think the left would be excited today because Martin Luther King Jr., when he gave a speech, his sister passed away today, by the way. Oh, rest I didn't in know peace. that. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, growing up in the Deep South, his speech meant so much to me mm-hmm. and so many of us. And the idea that people would be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. One day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. And today, I believe that that's what this ruling was about. But we've got Michelle Obama. Child, she is so <laughs> upset. Her heart is breaking tonight because she's saying that her and Obama, uh, you know, got a chance to prove that they belonged. I say you prove you belong with your, your high school academic achievements and your SAT scores. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, the, sometimes the left will flat out admit their actual bias on this thing. I was reading this tweet from this gal. Her name is Erica Report. Uh, white liberal. You could tell that she's got this feminist bent. She says, she says, I got to read you this tweet because it's, it's okay. incredible. She says, today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Uh, sometimes they tell the truth, mm-hmm. which is that it's the left that is completely racist, yeah. right? And what I loved is Justice Thomas throwing shade oh. over at Justice Jackson because she had, of course, the dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this quote from, uh, from, from Justice Thomas because he just brought it. He says, Justice Jackson locks blacks into a seemingly perpetual inferior caste. Mm. And such a view is irrational, it is an insult to individual achievement, and it's a cancerous to young minds seeking to push beyond boundaries and barriers rather than consign them to a permanent victimhood. That was some fantastic shade in these fantastic decisions, uh, mm-hmm. and Justice Thomas, in his consenting opinion, was, as you said, a must-read. Yeah, is is he truly is a national treasure um, because, you know, what he has endured— on the part of the racist on the left in this country, here you have an African-American man who's absolutely brilliant, who rose up from the de- depths of poverty. Dirt floors. Dirt floors, man, from the deep south, not far from where I grew up, and 
it's absolutely brilliant. And they just spit on him all day long. And here he is. You read her dissent versus his. Yeah. And just the, I mean, the, the level of intelligence is off the chart. It just r- jumps out the page. Uh, and so he, he just, you're right. He absolutely nailed it. And I encourage everybody to read it because you pulled a great part of it. Um, but the whole thing is just absolutely blistering, blistering. Um, Kagan... Um, I think I already tossed to the floor, Kagans. Uh, she talked about uh, the six unelected bureaucrats. Well, what's her point? See, they don't mind when the when the justices in black robes get to get to legislate from the bench as long as it goes their way. But then when it doesn't go their way, when 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 the uh, ju- justices rule in a six three to uphold the Constitution according to the law, then they got to trot out that they're unelected. Yeah, that they're unelected. Yeah, right? and, they, and they go through this whole thing where Sotomayor and Jackson—they all refer to the sort of these straw men mm-hmm. that uh, Justice Thomas was building up. They can only refer to a straw man because these are truths that they don't want to admit. And again, as you read the opinions, you realize that their basis—that is, Jackson, Sotomayor, Kagan—these are all steeped in deep emotion rather than the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very, very little call to the Constitution, and right. they. they typically just have a very deep emotional uh very pathetic sort of approach to this too when you read these from a mind of hey i wonder what sort of intellectual sort of meritas and gravitas is behind this thing you realize thomas has them beat hands down right he says nor do justice jackson statistics regarding a correlation between levels of health wealth and well-being between selected racial groups prove anything otherwise of course none of those statistics are capable of drawing a direct causal link between race rather than socioeconomic status or any other factor and individual outcomes so justice jackson supplies the link herself so since it's not it's not born with the stats right she can't come up with the link she's got to manufacture it he says and so the the link she comes up with is the legacy of slavery and the nature of inherited wealth. Um, but let, so, you know, we, let's not fool ourselves, right? I mean, just just hours after this decision, Harvard School came out with its own press release. Yes, where they indicated, right? They said, "Hey, uh, what we're going to do then?" Because they said it was okay, is we can allow them to talk about right. What was it? It's now going to be the essays. Uh, the court has ruled that colleges and universities may consider in admissions decisions, quote, an applicant's discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. Well, let me tell you, uh, all. so if, if they want to have it be based on essays, you know, uh, they're going to lose if that's their game plan going forward, because in my opinion, because they if that's what they think their end around is going to be, good luck luck because all in Asian because if if you've got uh, unequal candidates if you've got according to to the the reports that black students were getting in when they were at the 40th percentile over Asian students right. at the 100th percentile all it's got to take is a smart Asian student to write a really good yeah, I mean, essay the, the ink wasn't dry and they came out with well, here's a loophole we're going to use yeah right? but my point is I don't think it's a good loophole no. because all it's going to take is a smart Asian American student to write a better essay You know, it's, so, it's, but they're yeah. going to constantly be looking for some way in order to try 
try to continue to discriminate because that's what lefties do. And what I would ask, and given that statement, what I would uh, I would say is somebody said today uh, why their endowment needs to be seized because basically right. they're doubling down on discrimination. It is crazy, and and you know the thing is this is really a cultural issue, right? Right. The issues that even affect white students are cultural issues where they perform at a lower level than their age or counterparts, and because that's simply a cultural thing. There's a really interesting thing about one percent of SAT students are given a additional supplemental test at the end, a questionnaire at the end of the SAT test. Okay, and this is basically a big demographic. It's like a hundred questions that they go through just so they have a sample as to who's well, taking the test. I didn't do that in high school. Uh, I didn't so. either. But but you don't have to complete it. You don't have to complete it. But guess what? When it comes to the scores of SAT scores, it goes uh, China. Japan, Asia, Korea, and then on down the line, right? These Asian communities, super smart, super dedicated, mm-hmm. and they do Hard very workers. well. Exactly. Guess when they actually look at who completes the optional survey at the end, it's the exact same ethnicities all the way down, just because they have that sort of, it's a, it's a cultural thing. This isn't about skin color. This isn't about immutable characteristics. It's basically how you were brought to bear there. Right. right? And that's the problem for the African-American community that they can't get around. Yeah, because the, the, the leaders of those communities, as we saw from this tweet that I read out, have no intention of giving them the benefit of the out that they can lift themselves up and so they right. will constantly keep them reminded of that and it's a it's a terrible situation right. that devolves in there right winsome sears i don't have time to play the clip but oh, yeah. she's the african-american gal who is um lieutenant governor of virginia lieutenant governor of, of is it virginia or west virginia virginia, virginia. virginia. and she had said today which you have as a justice who was chosen because she's black and because she's a woman talking about Hanji brown jackson and she went on to say is that um you know you know china isn't playing these stupid games China's interested in world domination and you look at what's the crap education our mm. students are getting is the problem and um, she went on to say about school choice is the solution and but I would a- actually go further than that and say it is a cultural issue because we know that a crime and I mean if you if you look at uh, Clarence Justice uh, uh, um, no um Ben Carson. Yes. He was in, he was impoverished and, and didn't have a dad in the home and his mother told him read a book. Right. Read. Right. You know, it's a cultural issue. Anybody can rise above their socioeconomic status in this country and to cont- continue to tell black kids that they can't is cruel. And that's one of the things that Clarence Thomas pointed out and that's one of the reasons why they hate him so much yeah, exactly. because he speaks the truth that it is a cultural issue. And the Asian American culture, I got to hand it and doesn't mean every Asian student's going to do great, but mm-hmm. by and large and it, they they're uh, it's a cultural issue. They study hard, academics is their first focus, and quite frankly if they take up 90% of the seats because they've earned it academically and that pushes out every other person of a skin color too bad, work harder. Right. That no, should I be the message it, it, it of this country. It should lift all boats. We it should lift all boats. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a break. Justin's going to stick around. We're going to sure. sh- shift gears. We're going to go over to Ukraine because a couple of really important people went there today. Greta Thunberg and Mike Pence. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. We're going to open up the phones uh, next hour so we can chat with you all live. Email me at andreakshow.com. Don't forget our po- our podcast. You can download it. Um, I don't think we're behind. I got some emails today that we were behind on getting the podcast uploaded. 
call it a one-man team. It's the okay. The crack AK crew is is juggling a lot of balls here, man. We're actually doing some technological upgrades here at the station, so bear with us if it takes us a little bit longer to get the podcast up. By the way, um, okay. Before we get into who's trotting around the world over to shake hands with Zelensky, uh, the Zelensky parade of fools. Um, there was some shocking breaking news today related to that John Solomon broke today with um, just the news that has to do with Joe Biden having a secret global phone and continuing the discussion with me uh, tonight is is Justin Hart. So Justin Peter Schweitzer broke this on Sunday. I didn't even hear about this till today, by the way, and it's Thursday that um, there was a, a, an AT&T phone it was costing $300 a month for 11 years Hunter Biden paid the bill on this phone i guess there's emails that have been discovered where this phone the phone number for this account was referenced to dad and JRB which is uh right. Joe Rob Robinette or whatever yes. Biden or whatever it is so come to, so you know um so then John Solomon says somebody leaked that to him the document to right. him he picks up the his phone dials the number of this burner phone <laughs> and joe biden answers hello joe here yeah i mean this, <laughs> this is the crazy thing first of all you know we get sort of the sweetheart deal that mm-hmm. hunter gets last week right and then day after day after day revelations that one the fbi had the laptop but as far back as like 2018, 2017, maybe? Yeah. And then uh, parts of this were leaked, of course, to the media. And apparently some FOIA got into the hands of John Solomon. I think this when he was at a different place. This is before his current outfit, Just the News, was even launched, right? And, and this is before anyone considered that Joe Biden would be the president of the United States. So he finds this phone number in the FOIA, and he decides, no, I'll call it, right? He's a good journalist. So he calls it up. And sure enough, this is Joe, right? And Joe answers, right? And the the voice has got to be unmistakable. So here's this burner phone. And of course, the big revelation, again, after the sweetheart deal, is that Hunter Biden is sitting in this chair. And he says, my father is right next to me. Because he's texting this Chinese diplomat or whoever it is, right? And he says, I will hold a grudge from here to eternity. And so will the man next to me, unless there's money in my account. How is this not the top story in the world? Yeah. And this burner phone, and today actually was really interesting. Someone took a picture of Joe Biden, just got off Marine One, in his right hand. Guess what they saw? And they circled it in a picture right here on Twitter. Two phones in his hand. I wonder wow. if he still has that burner phones. John, you got to call that number still. Yeah. Um, well, thank goodness for dementia because he was dumb enough to answer it without realizing who was calling, right? Um, but there's so many issues with this because, first of all, he is not supposed to have any line of communication that is not that is not documented in terms of who he's speaking to. It's supposed to be a part of uh, records, right? Right. Well, he was a private citizen then. So does he still have it, right? Because that's well, the big he had issue, this right? for This was for 11 years. For 11 while years. While he was vice president. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's that's part of what this... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, uh, as Schweitzer put it, what is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? He says, it's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for the private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. <laughs> not to mention the fact that this could be an ethics violation because this is considered a gift that wasn't reported. Um, so um, they, there must be immediate subpoenas 
Um, Schweitzer says he shared the phone number and account information with the people over at the House Oversight Committee. Um, so uh, John Solomon says that he hung up, Joe Biden hung up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, how much more evidence do well, we look, need? Well, look, look, if, if the phone, you know, if, if you go back and check the bank records of Joe Biden in the last week, I'm going to guess there's a purchase from Home Depot for a hammer, <laughs> okay? And that that phone number, just like Hillary's phones, has been taken to the slammer with these hammers. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, they're, they don't have the Titan submarine to deflect away from anymore. <laughs> Um, what else were they using to deflect uh, 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 in past days? Uh, I don't think they're that smart, but I think that this is a, well, hopefully will all come out at some point. But but here's the deal. It's like, is there anything you can open, reopen about, about Hunter? I mean, I, we're going to have hearings on it, but will that do anything? Hopefully now, uh, the interesting thing, Hunter got the deal. Does this now clear the table so that there can be actual discussion around what should happen to Joe Biden over this? Well, issue? we don't know, first of all, if the plea deal is going to be approved by a judge, yeah, given uh, the IRS whistleblower right, uh, the allegations, yes. the, the IRS uh, special agent who's come forward. I don't know what judge would accept this. Uh, the, the most serious charges are not on the table from the IRS standpoint because they've passed the statute of limitations. Yeah. So Hunter Biden may be off the hook, but Joe Biden should not be. Look, this is this is just a father's love. Yeah, right. That, that was that was what we heard from the View the other day. It's, yes. Look, this is just a father loving his son to the nth degree. I'm going to mm. get you those caps on those meth teeth. Yes. Son, but we'll take care of you there. I want to quickly play. Actually, you know what? We can save the Mike Pence stuff for next hour. What's the deal with malaria? We now have the entire state of Florida is on is on notice, a uh, warning of malaria. We didn't have malaria when we were having trucks roaming neighborhoods with DDT out the back. <laughs> I miss that. This happens every 20 years or so. But again, you know, you look around things and you go, why is this happening now? Uh, could this be something to do with lowered immune systems? I don't know. It could be because we banned DDT, which was stopping malaria around the world. And now malaria is coming here. Correct. And if you want to get really conspiratorial, Andrea, we can go to the place where there is a firm that was hired by the United States and has been doing this over the last several years, releasing bioengineered mosquitoes into Florida and California and the purpose was to sort of quell the amount of mosquitoes by doing something to the male mosquitoes. I'm wondering if someone Bill Gates kind of snuck around the corner. That's very conspiratorial, but just saying the two places where we found it have had this. Get out of here. (laughs) Justin Hart, tell everybody how they can hear your show. Oh, you can hear my show on Sunday 10 a.m. Find me there or on Twitter, Justin underscore Hart. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate your being here. Great Always be fun. Here. Oh, All good. right. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned. We are going to revisit Mike Pence, the, the, the trio that went to uh, Ukraine to visit Zelensky, Mike Pence, his fly, and Greta Thunberg. We've got those topics and more coming up, so don't you go away. Go get a little coffee or whatever and come back for another hour of The Andrea K Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.